when Marisa Halpern Maltz got together with Vince Maltz, I'm sure she never imagined she would be doing what she is doing today. But when I came to know about what she's doing, it really was like ah, an aha moment for me. This is a piece that I knew needed to be part of athletes' lives. I knew it needed to be integrated in a big way into the hockey players' lives because Marissa and Vince work with hockey players and it's this mental aspect of the game. And I'm not just talking about the mental aspect where we work on visualization. You may have seen this at the professional level. I am talking to a whole other level where we're working on mindset. And mindset includes uh, things like listening to inner talk and working at systems that actually change mindsets within people. So we are talking at the deep levels of, of cognitive therapy in this way. And in the way that they're working at it, they're reaching hockey players where they're at. I love how Vince says he kind of wraps hockey tape around the concepts that have eluded the athletic community for so long. And so I am talking about the inner work that we do on ourselves to show up better as athletes. And so when I coach your peaking for performance, I coach where nutrition fits in and I make no mistake about it, but I coach mental clarity as the very first step layer of the pyramid, the base. And if we're not clear on where we are going on a mental capacity, nothing else is peaking in a way that it can be. The base needs to be strong. So we need to have a strong mindset. We need to wake up with intention. If our intention is not to peak and to be the best athlete we can be on that day, guess what? It's not going to happen for you. So you need to wake up, open your eyes, and be aware of what these thoughts are. And so Marissa and Vince are creating a space for you to do that in bloodline hockey. And I am just so excited to have Marissa on the podcast to share with you a bit about her background, some of her thoughts on being a super sports mom, and you know a bit about her company as well. But really, it's to get you um, like acquainted with Marisa today, and we will definitely have her back on to share with you more of what comes out of this because I'm sure you're going to have questions on what this mindset thing is all about. How can you apply it to your own life? How can you help your child apply it? So let's get into the interview. I'm excited to introduce you to Marisa, and we will we'll see how our mindset shifts after this one. All right, have a listen. Welcome to the Super Sports Mom Podcast, a place for all moms of many and mighty athletes to get support and insights into the world of sports. This is your place to learn, grow, and laugh. I am a sports dietitian, former elite athlete, and newbie sports mom, inviting you to adventure together. This podcast is sponsored by Eat This for Performance, the home of champions. Marissa, it's really great to have you on the Super Sports Mom podcast because you have such a unique perspective on um, what it means to be a super sports mom. And I want you to just start by telling our listeners a bit about yourself, your background, and you know what you are bringing to the table here. It's really cool. Oh, awesome. So I'm really excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, my background's a little bit different for sure. Um, I did not grow up playing competitive sports, so it was a world that seemed foreign to me and my family. But I met my husband at a pretty young age, um, and he was an extremely competitive hockey player. So 
you know, I've seen from the sidelines of his career of playing youth sports, hockey. I've seen him play professionally um, all around the world. I've worked um, in ice rinks. I've worked for hockey programs. I've worked for NHL teams. Um, and now he and I run a business that's for youth hockey players. And of course, I'm a mom. So I feel like I have been a fly on the wall for every instance that you could ever imagine <laughs> in the world of hockey and took it all in in every which direction. And now um, in this crazy world, it's actually serving me. <laughs> Absolutely. So you're in the world of sports and specifically in hockey right now um, because you have this unique business that you and your husband have built. Um, so in all of the stuff that you know, you've done in the past, it is kind of like like built to this role. I'm like really, um, I'm really excited for you to share a little bit about what you're doing because I think it is so unique. Yeah. So we started a company called Bloodline Hockey and we work with competitive youth hockey players um, from a hockey mindset educational piece. So we help them learn thought, play, and time management that they can learn for themselves, apply to their game. And then obviously it has a heavy equation into life skills. Um, and it's just been a really unique undertaking because I think a lot of times we focus on the X's and O's or what we're doing on the ice. There's always, oh, I, I want to be on the ice more. I want to be on the ice more. And we have a very off the ice approach to how you can get better. Um, and while it involves what you do on the ice, the actual practice of it is off of the ice. Everything from visualization um, to how you think about your role in the game, your strengths, your weaknesses, um, all of that. But when it's basically analyzing how your brain works and what your natural tendencies are and then how we can maximize them for you um, in a strategic way. If that makes any sense at all, I'm not sure, but I hope so. <laughs> well, it's, so I teach to the super sports moms this idea that we're doing all these levels of things to peak for performance. And I always bring up this idea of mental clarity. Like I love that we would look at being clear mind um, as one aspect of performing. And this could be, like I say, it could be meditation. It could be what, I mean, there's things that um, I've seen you guys do at Bloodline that are like celebrate your wins. And it's these little things that we just focus our mindset um, to be better. And it like evolves our performance, which I think is really um, something that you're focusing on like in, and, and really in a, in a powerful way, like not just like in that it's unique and that it's like, wow, you have a game plan. Yeah, we actually do have a system that we work with our athletes on to help them, you know, first identify who they are. And it's very much about learning your direction and where you really want to go and then putting the pieces together. And it sounds, um, what we offer is simple, but simple is not always easy. Um, not everything has to be complicated, but it does take dedication. It does take the, it's um, simplicity plus consistency equals results is a lot, is what oh, we so true a lot. And um, one of the things that my husband, um, Coach Vinny, always talks about is control what you can control. And through setting your own vision and focusing on what you can actually do rather than, and nutrition is such an important part of that because you can ultimately control your nutrition. You may not be able to control 
what your coach is doing with you or the teams that you're playing against or the area that you live in, but you, you know, you need to focus on the things that are actually going to have tangible results in your game and in your life. And when you focus on those and do things like counting your wins and focusing on the positive and learning to get better and better and better at your strengths and not being brought down by your weaknesses, you'll be amazed when you look back and be like, wow, <laughs> I can't believe how I used to think about this or where I used to be. And then you've elevated yourself to such a different level. And sometimes it's only a matter of just flipping the switch in your head. Um, and again, that sounds easy and it's simple, but not always easy. It does, it does you know, require that consistent effort. So tell me a bit about now the path, because we got like a very brief overview of your history, which is really like fully in the sporting world. You've worked for NHL programs. You've been um, married to somebody who's in that high level sport world. And then you're um, also a mom yourself. We didn't, did we mention that? Yeah, I think (laughs) I threw it in there a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Of two young ones, like super, super mom. Like I, maybe sports in your future, right? So what, what would you say that you've like, um, what, what brought you to this being the important piece right here? Um, like in the mindset work, for athletes and for families. So what in like the evolution of your, your career has brought you to this place? Um, yeah. So it's interesting because I think we're so apt at focusing on the points, the ice time, and we lose sight and we want to put sports on this pedestal and that it's so much more important than everything else in life. And while I come from a school of thought that sports are really important because we can get so much out of it. We can learn so many life lessons, but just like everything else, I think it needs to be a tool for life. But um, that balance of not forgetting that, um, and maybe, you know, I go against the grain a little bit, but like hockey is a part of your life. It shouldn't be your whole entire life. And it's easier said than done in the competitive world when you're traveling so much, but there are ways to seep in, you know, family culture or things that are going on. It doesn't just have to be hockey school sleep, hockey school sleep. And remembering to kind of hold on to things outside of that (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. so you don't lose who you are. And I watched, you know, my husband give everything of his life, pretty much sacrifice year after year, his body, you know, relationships with, you know, friends or family on a local level, but he was always traveling. And I saw a lot of unhealthy environments along the way. Um, and that didn't necessarily, he wasn't equipped to handle it as a player, as a coach, you know, and as a player, as a youth or professional player, so many situations thrown his way that I fall, it wasn't just him. And I noticed that when I went to work in the NHL that, you know, it is a business and you have to remember that. And unfortunately, even at the youth level, it's very much a business. And that's why as parents, it's our job to foster a loving environment that they always have as home base. And that very much goes to why I'm so passionate about what we're doing from the mindset piece, because if you can understand yourself, if you have a standard in place for yourself, for your family, then for your child and for your own sanity, what that's gonna do for you, because it only gets crazier. The better you get, the more competitive it is. It's not like all the problems fade away. They're just bigger problems and different problems. but they're always going to be there. So how you handle the small stuff and as it evolves and you learn, that's what's going to set you up for success well beyond hockey. And I don't want to see any hockey player at the end of their career, whenever that may be, feeling like they don't have anything left to do in life, that they don't know anything outside of just showing up at the rink every day. And I believe the proper mindset and the like 
the potential just to want to learn and want to be better will set you up for anything that you'd want to accomplish in your life. What struck me um, in working with you so far, because if um, I didn't mention to the listeners, but I'm taking their, your certification course for coaches to be yes. um, certified in mindset with, um, you know, in terms of coaching and working with teams and players. And in, in this um, area, what's struck me is that there's some times where we project our passion for the sport onto our, our children. And I'm, I'm hyper aware of that because like I'm so passionate about hockey. It's like, I, it, I must've been born with this switch in my brain because it just, it happened so naturally where I wanted to be in that environment. And I wanted to learn to skate and I wanted it so badly from a very young age. I'm talking like two or three years old. And I looked at my two or three year old and I was like already pushing her on to try skating. It was a fight every single time. And not that I was fighting with her, but it was like, she's no, not passionate about this. And it's so clear to me. And if I push her into it, it'll just be this negative feeling between probably the two of us. And maybe she'll never love skating. So it's like, you know, that's an extreme example. But then I know probably there's some kids that are like going um, along and thinking they're passionate about it. Maybe they're a little bit, but like, is, is there something um, we can be doing in, in that area or that you've seen? Absolutely. So funny enough <laughs> that it's just about being mindful um, because we've had a lot of families that we've worked with where the object of them wanting to be coached in our environment wasn't necessarily to get their game better, was to help their child decide, were they working this hard to please themselves or were they working this hard to please mom and dad? Because that's what they think mom and dad really want from them. And um, we were in the same situation. My daughter's four and a half, and we took her to skating lessons last year. And like the first one, she kind of, although I think she thought she was going to go out there and skate no problem. <laughs> like she thought she was going to be out there running all over the place. And she realized how hard it was. And after like the fourth lesson of her crying, I'm like, we're not doing this. Um, as much as we'd love, you know, to go have fun and skate around when she's ready and if she's ever ready, then that's just something we need to accept. But I'm not fighting with someone or driving somebody <laughs> to an ice rink at three years old, you know, on it. And it's probably easier for me to say because I didn't play, but Vince is like you, like he might as well have been born with the stick and, you know, skates on his body. But we're really mindful on how, like everything she does. Did you have fun today? What did you learn? And that's where we try and bring home base to a lot of parents is, for like trying so hard not to put your feelings or thoughts on what you think is going on. We sit in the stands. We are not on the bench. We are not on the ice. Um, you know, a lot of sports, you can get a lot closer, but hockey with the rink and the way that everything's set up, you are a, somewhat of a distance from where the action is happening. So where what things look like may not be what's actually going on. And it's really important whether we, we think our kids don't listen to us, but they listen to us so much. They listen not just to what we're saying, they see what we're doing, they see what we're saying to our friends, to other parents at the rink. They are observing everything we're doing. So if you're, you have to be really mindful about what you're choosing to say and who's present because it all has effects and it can affect your child. And, um, you may want it more than they want it. And that doesn't mean they may never want it, but just like um, I brought this up a little while ago, like um, potty training. You would love to have your three-year-old potty train, but if your three-year-old's not ready, you know, to like have the mind-body connection and actually be able to get to the bathroom on time, 
you can't do anything in your power to force that to happen. Mm -hmm. You kind of need to let nature take its course. And I think that we have to apply that to other things as well. And it's good to encourage and stick with it, but you can't force someone to want something as bad as you do. And the long game is the relationship you want to have with your child long when sports is over that Mm -hmm. you want to be sure isn't damaged along the way. I totally agree. And it's um, something that it, uh, I've been thinking about as my young ones are, you know, getting to that sporting age, but um, it's a really, and this is a really good uh, prelude into my um, important first question for you in um, the super sports mom, like usual questions I ask, which is what does make somebody a super sports mom in your opinion? In my opinion, that's someone that is just supportive and it's just about being there as as a support system for your child. Obviously, make it, like before anything else, is the environment safe? Hands down, because if it's not, mama bear comes out and that's fine. But um, you know, ultimately, it's not about the mom that can maybe have you know team dinner cooked after being at work all day and like checking all the boxes. Sometimes what I think is more important is the emotional connection. Are you there for your child? Are you there in a positive way, even when they're frustrated? And I think as moms, we can relate if we've had a bad day, when you go and talk to your husband or your partner or significant other, you don't always want them to solve your problems. Sometimes you just want them to listen. And I think we need to keep that in mind with our kids too, because they just want to know that you're hearing them and that you can be sympathetic and offer advice when appropriate. But don't just think because you feel a certain way about a situation is how they should feel about it because they're having their own life experience. So to me, a super mom is a supportive mom. And it's just being there, you know, in a healthy way to make sure their environment is fun and educational and not getting so hung up in oh, this event or that event, or I need to have this trick toy thing or whatever training apparatus, or we should be doing this and, and stop worrying about that and just make sure that your kid's having fun and learning is I think what a super mom would do. Yeah, totally. The, um, I like the focus on the relationship being number one and um, what we can be doing, like the little things that are just listening, you know, and, and that's, that's huge. Um, so situationally, is there anything that comes up where maybe, um, you did not see a super sports mom in action or lessons were learned or, you know, something that that you can think of? So I have a few in mind. Um, I'm not going to mention names, (laughs) but, um, I have seen moms where they so desperately want to understand the game. They want to, they're, once your kid reaches a certain point, they're going to out, it doesn't take long. They're unless you played, they're going to outgrow your knowledge base very quickly. And um, I know a few moms that are just so, they want to just understand and then they try and interject on a topic. Sometimes you have to release to the I don't know. And you have to release to the idea that I'm not going to understand this game as well as you are. That's why you're on the ice and I am not. And getting hung up in the, in the drama of the rink is the other thing. And um, we deal with that quite a bit with families because when we do work with players we like to take a holistic approach and it's not just ever about the player it's always the player and their family but um team drama is no fun it's no fun for anybody and it can really disrupt a team 
and it can affect what's happening on the ice. And as a mom that isn't so super, you know, it, what, what you can do in those cases is we've, our advice has been don't sit with the other parents, you know, but when you go and you get all wound up from others, that's not being a super mom. You need, everyone's situation is different and no child has the same path, just like potty training. They all develop at different times. So what, what may be relevant to one parent today may not be relevant to you ever, or maybe not for another year. Mm -hmm. And it's the ones that get wound up in the drama of the things that really don't matter. <laughs> and that I think that's the, that would be a non-super mom moment. Yeah. Getting caught up in, I like, I see this a lot in comparing like this, yes. this child to that child, this one's better at doing that. And this one's worse. And literally talking about your child, like almost in front of them sometimes in a way, yeah. or in, in that way, like I'm, I, I'm trying to be really mindful of that. And you get in the habit of it young because they don't, they don't even understand you at first. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they know what you're saying and you hear them repeat something you wish they didn't. And yeah. I agree wholeheartedly um, that you have to be so careful about what you say. And it's not just in front of your kid, because if you're saying it to another parent, maybe your kid's not present, but their child is, mm -hmm. they gossip as much as we do. <laughs> you know, they, it gets back and it gets back fast and it can be really hurtful or discouraging. Um, mm -hmm. So I completely agree on that. Okay. So let's, um, yeah. So worry, like, or not worry, but like, con like focus on what we can do, um, to be better at like just staying away from the drama or not gossiping about our other kids or our kids. I think that's really valuable. And, um, in terms of like what you have seen in, in maybe, is there something that's like surprised you or that was motiv motivating or triumphant in ways? Um, I would say the motivating part are the, I think everyone looks for the big moments, but it's really the little steps along the way that I've seen people take that over time, it's had such a big impact. Like learning to recognize that parents a trigger for me, so I'm not going to sit near them. Or, you know, I even have one mom that I, that we work with that sometimes she couldn't even go to the games because she would get so riled and she'd get so twisted up inside that obviously it would affect her child. And she, she took a few games where she just dropped her son off and came back later. And even though she wished she could watch him play, it put her in such a better mental state that it transformed the environment for her son. And wow. because there wasn't that nervous kind of crazy, sorry for lack of a better word, energy that was going on there and getting so upset as what was happening that it cleared, you know, the fact that she was willing to sacrifice, you know, that to kind of make the experience better for her son, I thought was a huge win. And we talk about, you know, selling our points and counting our wins as, as things that was a big one, or just recognizing situations that are triggers. And that could even be like, if I go to the rink and I'm hungry, I notice I'm really irritable and probably going to pick apart things more. But yeah. finding out what those little things are and making small changes are the real like super mom moments of what I've witnessed. Cause it's not this, you know, I went from not understanding the game at all to like, now I coach like tier one, you know, right. AAA. Cause I don't think that's a measurable thing. I think this motherhood, this competitive nature as you were talking about is it doesn't serve any of us. It doesn't serve us as women as a community and it doesn't serve our children. So what you can do for yourself is going to help your kid. And, and I think we learn that when our kids are little, I say like, Oh, you got to take care of yourself. If you're not taking care of yourself, 
then how good are you going to be at taking care of your children? Oh, so true. Um, I mean, it's, and this is why I, this, this podcast exists because I yeah. want moms to take care of themselves. I mean, we also need to be doing the work, the inner work, because if we are not working on our self-care and I'm not just talking about doing our nails and our hair, like we are talking about mental work where we are listening to those thoughts, listening to those emotions, um, eating for performance, eating for health and, and longevity and yeah. uh, functional training. I want, <laughs> I want yes. moms to be fit moms. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And the example we said is not in our words. It's in what we're doing. It's in our action. Mm -hmm. So if we're taking the time to draw importance to ourselves, our kids will follow suit. You know, we, mm -hmm. I think as moms, it's so easy to like fall into that like slave labor category of, you know, because when they're young, they can't care for themselves. You do have to do everything, but even then you need to find a way and I'd be rolling my eyes at this if someone told me this before of like self-care and blah, blah, blah. And, but it has become a life-changing thing for me is to carve out time that's for me. And it goes beyond, you're right, the nails and the hair and finding, learning about myself and what I need so that I can be my best self for my kids. Because yeah. if you're not happy, like we used to say in... I worked for one of the NHL teams that was really bad. And um, we'd always say like when the team is doing bad, the hot dogs are always cold. Like, you know, the beer is always warm at the arena. So, you know, it does, it changes your perspective on the whole situation. So if, if being a super mom is someone that's going to put themselves first, and I think as moms, we think of that in a way as almost selfish, but it's okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Making your whole family unit better if you are taking care of yourself. That is like some of the best advice. Um, yes, that I can, I could have had anybody say to moms that are yeah. moms of athletes, take care of yourself, watch, you know, and listen to what you can do to do that. And um, I just want to thank you so much, Marisa, for like ending with that key um, information that we can just take and run with and really work towards becoming, you know, the best versions of ourselves as moms so that we can you know, make it um, be the best environment for our kids to succeed. So thank you Absolutely. so much for coming on the podcast and indulging us and uh, sharing a little bit about uh, yourself and what your, your philosophies are. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Super Sports Mom podcast this time. My wish is that you feel more empowered than ever to live your dream sports life. If you get inspired from this message, amazing. Share it with a friend and pass that inspiration along. I can't wait to share the next adventure with you. See you next time.